legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcript of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music or Audible, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, as well as Pandora, Spotify, Podbean, and Player FM. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. For decades, I have prayed unto God in the wrong manner. Why? Because I never knew the correct way to do so. Now I know the Lord's Prayer. I have said that prayer for decades as well. However, it is different than truly praying correctly to our Creator through His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Yet it is exactly the same. 1 John chapter 5, verses 13 and 14 I have written this to you who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the name of the Son of God in the particular services and blessings conferred by Him on men, so that you may know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have life, yes, eternal life, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in Him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to His will, in agreement with His plan, He listens to and hears us. That is from the Amplified Classic of the Bible. One of the main keys in these two verses is asking for anything that is according to God's will. God's will is something that is fully beyond the knowledge of the average person. However, we are given clues in other verses. One of the main of these is that we as Christians are to seek after the eternal and not the temporal. This theme is played out time and again in multiple verses. John 5.24 I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they will have passed from death unto life. Galatians Chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. These are only two examples. So, this shows the will of God because it shows that He loves humanity, all of humanity, because God wishes to have a relationship with all within the human race. The only problem is that most in humanity wish to be their own gods, living their lives as they see fit to do so, as is witnessed in the verses from Galatians that were just used. When praying, we should not seek things of the world but those things that will glorify God and His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We should pursue those things that give glory to God's plan. We should seek after knowledge on what to say and how to show the truth of what is within the Bible. 
not after wealth or possessions. Now we have to understand, seeking a job is not seeking after wealth. So asking for a job is not the same as seeking after riches. For in today's day and age, we are not all farmers. To receive our daily bread requires money. However, if this job gives us wealth beyond our daily bread and simple comforts, what is extra does not belong to us, but to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6-15 through 15. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then the bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God, for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for the gifts too wonderful for words. Now we have to remember an important thing. This is seen in the Sermon on the Mount, for it is here that Jesus Christ explains how we should pray unto our Father, the Creator of the universe. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5-15 through 15. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into a closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetition, as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. But not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the formula given to us by the Son of God. So this is how we should say all of our prayers, not beyond this. Which is why I said earlier, when I first mentioned the Lord's Prayer, that it was different and yet exactly the same. That is why we need to remember this is not just a template, but it is a pattern that we should not expand beyond. Yet most of the time in today's world, most do not take the time to pray. I know this without any doubt, for I myself have prayed beyond this. So, let us examine this formula. First, we are told to pray in secret and not to make a show of it. An example of this can be seen when people insist on praying in restaurants before a meal. Second, we are told not to pray in vain repetition. An example of this repetition is seen when you are within the confessional in those churches where a person confesses their sins to a person instead of to God through Jesus Christ and repent of their sins. We then are to strive to end sin within our lives permanently as an alternative to continually living in hypocrisy. As we look further into the word that makes up the words vain repetition, in the breakdown of the word in the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament, we come to this meaning, to speak futilities. Futilities, the plural of futility, the fact of having no effect or of achieving nothing, per Cambridge Dictionary. What this boils down to is asking for things of the world, also doing it constantly and repeatedly, and for things that give the person temporal pleasures that are fleeting. Now let us examine the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. For God is the Father of all humanity. If they wish to accept it or not, we should always begin our prayers acknowledging our Creator and giving Him what He is due, our devotion and respect, for He is holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Next, we are to ask for the return of Jesus Christ so that the thousand-year reign of Christ will begin, where His will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This will then lead us to the eternal reign of God in New Jerusalem. Revelations 21 verses 1 through 8. In the new universe promised by God. Isaiah 65 17. 2 Peter 3 13. And Revelations 21 1. Give us this day our daily bread. Here Jesus shows we are asking God to provide for our food and comfort. For it is He that provides us everything we are given. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or as listed in Luke chapter 11 verse 4. And forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. This one took some research because this verse is also known as Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. I went through multiple pages on the topic of sin in the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament. 
When getting into the legal and theological aspects of the word sin, we come to the word transgress. Transgress means to break a law or moral rule. To transgress is akin to trespass. So, in 1526, when William Tyndall released his version of the New Testament, this is the first time the word trespassed was used and has been adopted primarily by the Catholic Church. Debts is the King James Version translation. What it boils down to is sin, not actually debts. People have confused the true meaning of the words for centuries. In actuality, the best translation is trespass, for we have trespassed against God by not being loyal to what we are told to do within the Bible. For people do not take the wording of verse 14 into account, which corresponds with the wording of trespass. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here we are shown we must continually request guidance from our Lord to, in a sense, give us a road sign that will point us away from those sins that will tempt us away from God and his ultimate goal for us, which is eternal life. However, if we falter, we also ask that he would deliver us from those sins which are evil itself. Therefore, before we move to the conclusion of the prayer, let us review how we should pray. Pray in secret. Do not pray repeatedly for things of the world over and over again for personal pleasures and desires. When praying, give full honor to God, showing that He is the focal point of our existence. That it is our wish that God has full dominion over all once again. Understand where our daily bread and comforts come from and ask for his indulgence in providing it. Ask God to forgive us our sins and then willingly forgive those that have sinned against us, as God has done for us through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Then ask the Lord to lead us away from temptation of sin. However, if we fail and falter into sin, we ask the Lord our God to deliver us from the evils of sin. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We should end our prayers once again acknowledging that God is our sovereign over all existence, and from him flows all the energies and prerogatives, so he deserves all the glory. So what does glory truly mean? It means Praise and thanks, especially as given to God per Cambridge Dictionary. Therefore, as you can see, when we truly look into how we pray, we must always make God the true center of not only our heavenly focal point, but as well as our earthly focal point. God must be the center of our universe, and all our wants and desires must fit His plans and not our plans and desires. That is the true meaning of how praying should be pursued in all its forms. Not just the Lord's Prayer, as it is called, but all of them. The Lord's Prayer is just the pattern we must use that keeps God at the center and not us. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. 
Dreamy dreams chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I